In today's episode of Our Stories They Tell, we have an in-depth discussion with trailblazing Nigerian-British filmmaker Thomasin Adepeju on his latest award-winning short, Appreciation. We first talk a little on Thomasin's journey from being a lover of watching films to how he ended up watching some of his own films at festivals, such as Sundance, the Oscar-qualifying Pan-African Film Festival, the Aspen Festival, and hundreds of more festivals all around the globe. I feel like with this podcast, a lot of people would expect us to bring female filmmakers and directors and writers and just strictly female. But I think it's also important to, to see from a male's perspective um, how to navigate the film industry, um, how they even think about the representation of Black women and what they are doing and how they are using their artistry to um, portray or to challenge or to um, navigate that. So um, I'm joined with Thomasin Adepeji. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on here. I, it's, you know, absolutely wonderful to be honest. And uh, yeah, no, so I, I, I'm a writer, director. Uh, I've um, been making films now, uh, I would say properly since uh, 2014. So the past five, six years. Um, and it's, you know, it's been absolutely wonderful to be honest, because I mean, I, I knew that I wanted to make films ever since I was 12 years old, you know, it was very, very clear to me. And, you know, and then I told my dad and mom and, you know, it was quite hard because they were like, you know, why film first? But also why not like a lawyer or doctor, you know, the normal jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it didn't go down well with them. Um, and, you know, they, they basically said, no, don't do it. But then I was like, no, I don't care what you think. And I'll do it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and that didn't go down well as well. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, words were exchanged, tears were shed. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it went down quite badly but I, I just I just love film you know I think I just felt that God had called me to just make films you know mm-hmm. and it was just so clear to me basically um, and I just I knew that um, you know I by fire by force I had to make this happen some way but mm-hmm. then in a way it wasn't also very healthy because you know it was just me just trying to do this my dad and mom weren't on my side so every film I made I felt I had to always prove myself I think you know um, which also drove me uh, as well uh, from 14 to about 18 I just made I watched a lot of films and then I made some short films as well 18 to 21 I went to university and you know it was a, a great experience for me because I got to watch l- loads of great films out there you know French films Spanish films you know like films that I wouldn't see normally uh, and that kind of opened my eyes to just world cinema seeing all these great films um and then I, I left the 21 and you know you go through this phase you aren't quite sure what you want to do i mean i knew i knew i wanted to make films so there's no guidelines or guidebook you know there's no abcds okay you know you do this and then you do that because i've got i had this sort of like um, um course this this course i spent three years working at and um and i was proud of it but then i thought okay how am i now going to actually sort of like make this possible because I, I know I want to make films, but there weren't any platforms out there that, you know, that were really trying to help me actually make films. Plus, there wasn't really that many people like me who looked like me making films. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have any sort of heroes, you know. Spike Lee was probably one, I think. Because, you know, I saw his film quite early on and, you know, his, his work is absolutely powerful. Mm-hmm. So I think he was probably the one that I saw. But, you know, he wasn't based here. It was based in the States. Yeah. So it was quite hard, you know, for for years, you know, um, but then I thought, okay, let me go to 
let me just save money. I'll go to film school because then I can then learn how to do it properly. Uh, and then from 21 to 25, I just basically worked as an usher and just, you know, saved money, saved about 14,000 uh, pounds oh, wow. in that time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I did it. I'm, I, it was hard, though, because, I mean, I, <laughs> my friends were going out to just, I don't know, holidays. and stuff. I, I couldn't, I was just, I was just home, you know. Um, yeah, but, but then I, I needed, okay, you know, this will be absolutely worth it. I have to, you know, I have to just keep on going. And, um, and then I, I saved up that money. Um, and then I went to film school. And it was really absolutely wonderful being there because I just met, like, great people and, um because my friends that I, I had to force them to make films with me all the time, you know, and, you know, they were just very lazy and I felt bad because I was kind of bribing them as well. Hey, you know, can you come down and just, let's just shoot this stuff for, for one hour or two, you know, um, but their heart wasn't really in it. And it was very obvious, mm. uh, but, but, you know, being in, in this platform where everyone there was like me, it was like, my mind was blown. I was like, damn, you know, everyone here actually, they love films more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, as in then 25, I left when I was 26, and then 26 to now, the past four years, I've just kind of been making films, you know. Um, and it's been wonderful because I know what I'm doing right now. I think I've, I've sort of like, I know my voice. I know that I want to make films about uh, my my um, um, roots as well, you know, being a Nigerian man in England, you know, uh, but also things around uh, faith, around God, around love, around death as well. Um, and that culminated in my last film, Appreciation, which I made 2018, uh, which I think, I think it's my best work, I think, because it's, it's my most personal film. And, uh, and yeah, and that's done quite well for me. And that film, even writing the film and realizing the film, took about two years of just like, you know, researching, brainstorming ideas, because I knew that, you know, it's gonna be about death, but I, I, I just, I wasn't quite sure how I would actually sort of explore these themes um and uh you know and just doing research uh yeah i wrote the film in like uh in like one hour because i just i, I spent years working on it and then I, I got my crew together and we shot it august 2018 and uh yeah so we didn't really tell you about this, but we're going to play a game. And oh, we, like cool. to start, <laughs> we like to start, we like to start a podcast with um, games. We don't have a name for this game, but... That's fine. That's it, should it, be, it should be called something like, how well do you know your film or something like that? Mm-hmm. Something like cheesy like that. But um, this, is, this is, okay, so we've got appreciation, right? Beautiful, amazing cool. film. Me and, me and Amara watched this. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of analyzed little details about the film to see if you would clock them or if you would remember it. Wow. So I'll ask you five questions about the film. And okay. yeah, you just, you just have to answer them. Um, okay, first question. <laughs> What was in the fridge? There's a scene where the pastor opens the fridge and we see mm-hmm. an array of stuff, mm-hmm. items. Mm-hmm. What was in the fridge? Could you list every there, item? There was three main items which, which we shot, which was meat pie, malt, mm-hmm. and, and rice. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, correct. <laughs> yeah, was, All right. That's because that shot is just there for, you know, for like a long time as well. It's, it's, it's just there lingering, I suppose. In so, your head. But yeah. mm. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So in the scene, there's a scene where she's driving to the church, and then you mm-hmm. can there's a shot where she's looking through the windscreen, and you can see all the other cars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> what color bike 
was the cyclist riding in that scene. <laughs> oh my god. That's <laughs> very specific. I think it was either red or blue. I think. No. No, 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 no. I was yeah. I really thought it was gonna say I was like, no, yeah, if we said it that was yeah. <laughs> It was yellow. Was it, was it white? Was it white? Oh, it was yellow. yellow. It was yellow. It was no. yellow. Yeah. That, to be fair, I mean, was there for like two seconds though. It was a really, really quick shot. Literally. It was a quick shot. Literally. Literally. Okay, so there's a scene um, where she um, walks through a set of doors before she goes into the <laughs> sanctuary where everywhere where everyone sat. Mm-hmm. Um, the door had a sticker on it. <laughs> what it does. did the sticker stay say on the entry door? Oh, uh... It said, I think oh, that's, that's a very good question. Should I give him I, a flute? I, I feel really bad. Oh, yeah, give him a hint. No, no I, think, I, know, I think it says, surely the Lord is in this place. No? No, sir. <laughs> okay, give him a um, hint. I think we should have okay, a it, start, it starts with joy. It starts with joy. Oh, joy comes in the morning? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then the last one, I think you'll get this one. Um, what was the um, name of the pastor's sermon? <laughs> uh, oh my God. This is what happens when you've seen someone a lot of times, that you, you lose, like, just, because it, it's, a, it's a very small detail, but it's also mm-hmm. very important because it's her sermon. That, I mean, you mean the, the name of the sermon itself, right? Yeah, so the, the name of the sermon. she starts off saying, I think. She says it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh crap! I can't. Uh, I, think, I think I think I think it's called faithfulness or something like that. Yes. Or, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. God faithfulness. Great. God faithfulness. So, no, no, no. Great is great, great. Is the faithfulness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. believe this is what happens. Because I, I have. I mean, yeah. I've seen this film a lot. That I. I should know that, though. To be honest, I should be really. Like I, I wrote that. I, you wrote I, it yeah. exactly. That, that's that's not good. No, but like that's okay. that was those were hard questions. Were I'm hard not questions. gonna lie. Exactly. Just yeah. luck that bit out. Just luck. that part. Five minutes. <laughs> I didn't. Nothing happened. I got it all right. So. <laughs> we started off by asking Thomason about the central focus of his movie, which was a black female pastor. We wanted to know the real life inspiration behind this character and who helped him to create the character. Yeah. Um, so the journey to actually writing that part was, again, you know, it took me years to, to really write it. You know, I think altogether 19 months, actually. Uh, and I mean, at first it was going to be about this this boy whose mom dies. Uh, and then I just felt that, that it just didn't really work that well. I just felt, you know, because my, my friend lost his mom um, um, 2017 and, um, and his faith in God was question you know because this this guy loves god a lot and you know and then his mom dies and he questions everything you know and i and i, and I thought that if i explore that in a film it could work but i it just didn't sit right with me you know um and then i, I kept doing research and um and then it was i was going to work march 2018 and i saw on the metro this article basically and, and he and he said black boy killed mm-hmm. and it was really really bold headline and I thought okay let me look into this it sounds interesting and I read it and I realized that this this guy that died his name wasn't even in the article and it said that he was wow. part of this 
this gang, this drug gang thing. And, and, and I thought that that's probably not true because not every black person that dies in this country is linked to drugs in some way, you know. So I thought, let me, let me look into this because I just felt that the fact that blackness is sort of like diluted like this, where we're just part of this stats, you know, we, know, we aren't actually real people, you know, and, 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 I, 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 and I did research into that and I, and I saw this interview with that boy's mom. Uh, she, it was on BBC One, uh, and you know she was in her early fifties. And that interview basically was what inspired this film because I, I watched that interview and I saw this black woman. She was Nigerian as well, which was perfect. It was like I was being guided to watch this interview, and I saw the interview, and it was in in her house, right? And her and she was holding her son's picture in her hand. Yeah, it was obvious that that she'd cried because her eyes were red as well. And, and I thought that, you know, they have no right to do this. Like, they come in, into her home, there's lights everywhere, there's cameras everywhere, and she's trying, to, she's trying to be strong. Her strength was what came true for me because, you know, she wanted to cry, but she, she, she wasn't able to because of everyone there. You know, but also, you know, she kept saying that, you know, her son was not a gang guy or, you know, it wasn't in drugs. It was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. Because so this guy was actually not involved in drugs right and this guy was actually you know around 27 years old you know he just got his masters he was just going home after church and this guy thought it was somebody else and stabbed him mm -hmm. you know and it was her only son and that that broke me seeing that interview it made me realize that this powerful woman you know this the strength she had if it was me i'd be crying i'd be in tears but she didn't cry once mm -hmm. and that was what then then i realized okay my film has to be about um woman who loses her son because for me that's more narratively interesting you know um and and yeah and then and then i did research i asked my pastor who actually um lost her her, her husband years ago and and then she, you know we we um we sort of like had a, a long chat about it because for her you know she's a pastor of of my church and you know her husband died okay. quite early on and i said how do you love a god that takes what you love you know that theme was what really inspired me to just question more about okay how can i make this film real um and then all of that then i i knew that okay i had enough to make this work uh and then i i, I wrote it basically in um yeah in like one hour and uh but i think it was great because it's been building in my mind for the past year and a bit so it was yeah. quite nice that I, you know i knew how it was going to end Mm. And that's what shaped everything, basically. But I, I, I'm so glad that I saw that, that interview. Because if I didn't see that interview, I wouldn't have made this film. Or it would be just a very different film, I think. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't work as well. Yeah, mm. that's a really interesting story. And a, an interesting way that real life can affect, like, creativity and your own crea creative journey. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm, I like that answer. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, but I think I, I always draw from real life because there's just like you know real life is so fascinating you mm. know i mean but also just like the news is so fascinating like even what's going on right now in the world it's like a film you know you read the paper and you're like is this real <laughs> you know so i think honestly i think every great artist draws from real life because there's so much in there you know yeah that's true mm. so you said that the woman you talked to um that lost her husband um mm. I guess kind of you drew some inspiration from that as well. I did for, I did, for yes. the film. 
Yeah. So, but this specific woman in the film, she's she's high in the in the church leadership structure. She's a pastor. She leads the church, and I don't. <laughs> I personally, I grew up in Pentecostal church, and I never really ever saw a female being a pastor. So, why yeah. did you choose to make her a pastor and not just like a congregation member? Mm. Yeah, it was. It's it's very rare to be honest. I, I don't think I've seen that many. In, but my pastor in my church in Catford, where actually shot the film she was actually my own pastor so she kind of also yeah so she really inspired me ultimately because you know you know i mean um i mean i've been in that church now for about 14 years and you know and and everyone is always shocked that she's the pastor they think she's like a church member because Mm -hmm. and 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 that's fascinating how you know men as occupy this space as as lead pastors you rarely see a woman as as lead pastor and i and i found that very fascinating and so my pastor was kind of the, not, not the main inspiration but she inspired me to make this character like the lead pastor because for me you know uh it's a it's, it's a role that requires a lot of strength because as a pastor of a church you know you are in charge of everyone's sort of like well-being you know and not just physical well-being more of their their, their growth in in god and and you know they come to you when they're in trouble and mm-hmm. she's she is counseled so many people who've lost their their husbands or or, or children's or, or wives so you know so now that it's happened to her how will she deal with that is she going to be graceful you know is she going to be strong you know all these qualities and because she's a black woman you know the eyes the eyes are watching her very closely you know mm-hmm. like she comes in and everyone's just there saying yeah pastor how you doing like yeah because they want to see if she's okay but equally they're like she's a woman so we want to make sure that she doesn't break down us. I don't know. I, I mean, they, 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 I think that if she was a, a man, I think the reaction would be very different. I think. Yeah. But, but, but as a black woman who is a pastor of this church, you know, they look to her for strength. And if she doesn't have that strength, it, it's rare. And she's always shown the strength. She's never faltered or cried in front of anybody before. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's why in that scene where she comes in and everyone's there, she has to be strong. You know, even though she wants to break down, she wants to, you know, leave all these people that that actually care for her um so yeah yeah i think that's why i appreciated later in the movie when she actually did break down and cry i feel like the strong black woman trope is kind of thrust upon us a lot but like there's there's no shame in vulnerability and like i remember a tweet that said like oh whenever somebody if somebody calls me a strong black woman again i'm just gonna burst into tears and i just (laughs) feel like we need to kind of reject that kind of putting us in a box of what our emotions can be mm-hmm. yeah i absolutely agree and for me you know i mean once i had that scene in my mind where she cried the whole film just took shape because i knew it because you know for for months i was writing this film and I, I was like what happens like what journey does she go on and when it was about the boy who loses his mother there was just no it, it, it was hard to just try and find a, a way to actually end his journey but mm-hmm. with her i was like I wanted to be very powerful, you know. Um, so once once it came to me that okay, she's gonna break down. That's what shaped everything because then then I knew all right, how does she break down? Is it is it quietly? Is is this in her office? Is it at home? Um, but once I knew that it was gonna be in a church, I was like, how is it possible to make this a very powerful scene? So I thought that you know ultimately it has to be in front of everybody there because I think that. We rarely see that, which I don't know why that's that's such a rare thing. Because I mean, I've seen my mom cry, you know, in, and and not just in 
front of me in, in front of people, you know. Um, but I just feel that in film, we rarely capture this. And for me, I want to try and subvert that and show, you know, mm-hmm. she's a strong black woman, but she's allowed to cry because she's a human being. She's just yeah. lost her son. I mean, and, but also what makes it complex is she's a pastor. So, you know, that's in the mix as well. So not only is she a black woman, she's a pastor, but, but also trying to capture the range of her journey. For me, it culminates with, with this scene where she cries. Cause, and it's this scene that, you know, everyone has, has watched the film, you know, always says, you know, they quite like that scene. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm glad that that scene, in a way, it anchors the whole film. You know, it, 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 it gives us a sort of um, a culmination of, of her journey and uh, it makes her a real person. You know. Definitely, definitely, I agree. Um, so the name of the the movie Appreciation and the song Appreciation is like quite prominent in in um, throughout the movie, and I think me and Renee were like bouncing around wondering what the significance of that was. But we want to hear from your perspective. Like for you, what was the significance of the song and of the the name as well of the movie to be this? So that, that happened actually, uh, interestingly, because I didn't have a title for a long time. You know, even when I was writing it for, you know, for two years, there was no title, you know. Um, and it was when I was writing the script. Um, I don't know what happened, but that song came to my head because, you know, I first heard that song when I was eight years old in Nigeria, mm. you know. Um, and so that song, it, it, it's been part of my life in a sense, because obviously in Nigeria, you know, everyone knows that song. It's, it's, it's a song that's sung in churches, sung in parties mm. as well, you know, African yeah. parties. Yeah. There's, there's always that uncle that's dancing to your appreciation. Always, always, you know. Um, yeah, so so that song has always been there, you know. Um, but I don't know, I, don't, I think in a way, when you write, you draw from everything. And I think because I was writing this film, the song just came to my head. I don't know wh- how or why it happened. I mean, I mean, I've, I've heard a song several times in the past few years, you know, because it's a song that I love very well. I mean, I can even show you right now. I've got uh, an LP for King. <laughs> really? Right here. <laughs> oh my it. God. Wow. Yeah. So this is actually, wow. yeah. So I, I, I love his work, you know, and <laughs> that's in there as well. I can see him, you know, his guitar. Sonny Addict. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, he's, he's, an, he's an absolute G. Like I've ever most of his albums, his work in the seventies and eighties are brilliant, and how he fused you know high life with juju mm. and merged to get great gospel, but also like Afrobeat tunes. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, he, his work inspires me a lot, and appreciation for me is his masterpiece because it's a song that just makes me happy every time I hear it, right? Mm. And and then I was writing the script, and I I don't know how or why it happened, but the song came to my head, and then I was playing the song, and I was writing the script. And it was only when I finished the script, I was like, wait a minute, you know, crap, this song should be the film, <laughs> you know, you know, and, mm. and, and, and then, and then that was it. It's such a, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a lot because I think that, the, you know, it's a very specific moment because this song has shaped my life and my work is, is inspired by my life and my journey. Um, uh, and, and this film is inherently Nigerian in, in its language, in its culture, in its mm-hmm. themes. So it just made sense that this song came to my head as, as I was writing the script, because then that way I could then have it in there. And, and once I played the song and I just was reading the script, I was like, yeah. You know, but, but, then I, but I knew that this song had to be in the whole film, in, in a sense. So the first scene of, of the film, this song is heard playing, you know, it's, it's playing in the background, you know, and then we hear it when she's, 
in her office, you know, she's watching this video. Because yeah. in this clip, it's her and her son dancing to appreciation. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, it makes sense just, just to have that. So this song is every scene in the film, it's, it's always there. And then the, the film culminates with her dancing to appreciation. And the title is ironic, I think, as well, because, you know, appreciation, like she's giving thanks to God, you know. Um, but then, you know, she went through a journey where she even doubted this God. Mm -hmm. You know, she hated this God. Yeah. But at the end, she still loves this God, you know. And that's really what I wanted to try and own in with having this song end the film. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that song reminds me of childhood because my mom used to play it all the time as well. Every so I must speak to the mic. Every African Nigerian, <laughs> that song, you, you know, I'm literally, I, 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 played, I played this film in Nigeria at a festival last year. And once it came on, people would dance, like people, in a, in a, mm. people were like, they were moving on their seats. And it's a scene that you don't dance because it's quite a, it's a melancholy scene. But people were like, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, people it's were true. dancing and that gives me so much joy because, you know, but also those that, don't even know the song. I'm like, my God, like, what's the song, bro? Like, what? Like, I don't listen to it, you know? That's quite nice. The song is, yeah, it's been, you know, it's just like, it, it's now, because obviously it's called appreciation. So the song is tied into the film, in a sense. It's part of the film's language. And I like that because I, I mean, I love music. I mean, I've got a lot of LPs here and I, I don't always write to music, but I just, I'm, I just, I love a, a very broad, range of music i mean all my work has music in it in some form or way and almost mostly nigerian music you know um so yeah so it just made sense that this film was called appreciation and this song is in the film yeah mm. yeah and you said that you mentioned the dancing scene that's that was what we were going to ask you as well the, the the film starts and ends with dancing so what were you trying to kind of capture with that moment yeah. of dance Dance is very beautiful, I think, especially, you know, I just, you know, Nigerian parties, you know, like, I, but even just, you know, as Nigerians, we love to dance. Like, dancing is part of our culture and our yeah. way of life, right? And so for me, I knew that there was going to be some dance in the film. And again, this idea only came in towards the last two months of researching the film. And I say researching is that's just brainstorming, you know, because I write in the shower, I write when I'm in a bus. And so it's like every, every, every month, that idea grows every time and I always add elements to it. So the dancing element came in about two months around May, 2018. Um, and I knew that there was, there was going to be some kind of dancing. And then that was culminated with, you know, having that song appreciation, because it's mm -hmm. a song that every time I hear appreciation, I just want to dance. So like I just, you know, or, 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 or I move, I, my head nods or my, my feet taps. It's just a very happy song. And mm. so for me, I knew that there was going to be a dance in the film, you know, um, but now it's how do I capture that dance? You know, so obviously in the first scene of the film, we see the boy and his mother dancing to the song with the whole church present, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and dancing is joyful. You know, it's, you're happy when you dance, you know, um, but at the same time, I wanted to explore dance in a different way. What if you're dancing, but you're sad? Mm -hmm. You know, what does that look like? Because, you know, in the, in the first scene of the film, we see her dancing with her son. It's a joyful dance. Her hands are in the hair. You know, she's moving. You know, her son is there next to her. But then the, the final dance, it's not a, it's not a, a, an overtly happy dance. It's a dance where she's grateful to God, despite everything that's happened to her. So, so in a way, me and the actress, we, we actually worked on that dance together. Because I, I didn't want it to, because it had to be specific. Because it was going to be in slow motion as well. It had to be, you know, orchestrated in a way that worked for how, you know, how it was going to be shot. 
So, you know, we, we did it like a, like a few takes and it was the last thing we shot as well. So, you know, she was very tired because it was a two day shoot and we shot for like 14 hours or more every day. So the dance, I don't know why I made it last because then she was just tired. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? We need to have probably one take of this because I don't want her to start dancing for five takes because then she's going to be tired. It will look terrible because she's going to be like, to, you know, like breathing <laughs> her hands are tired. Yeah. And so we just, we just, we rehearsed it. And then I just said, you know, I, I, I told her why she was dancing. And I told her not how to dance, but I just said, you're dancing because you finally realize that despite what's happened to you, you know, you still want to give thanks to God, you know? So, you, you know, the last time you danced in this church, you were with your son. Now you're on your own. So I want the dance to capture that. You know, the fact that, you know, you won't see your son, you know, until you die, you know. So in this life that you have left on earth, you'll be dancing on your own. And what does that dance look like? And I, I called action and she just did that. It was just, and it was perfect because, I, you know, the way her hands move in the hair, even, even the way her, her knees were moving and her, her arms, and it was just beautiful, you know. Um, I mean, that actress is, is great anyway. But um, we talked about how, you know, the Nigerian aspect of the film and the majority of the film is in Yoruba. Um, yeah. And we were just wondering if there were any challenges that presented in terms of like casting or writing when you decided to make the film, like mostly in a different language, in, not in English. Mm. I mean, what's quite nice about precision is there was the, the fourth film I had that I'd done that was in Yoruba. So at that point, I had my cast of, of actors that I, I always work with. So this, you know, this is what's nice about, you know, making a few shorts. You have your crew, your actors, your team of, of people. Making my first film called The Good Son, a film I made 2014. Now that was difficult because mm -hmm. it was the first film I'd done that, that was in Yoruba. Mm -hmm. So trying to find actors for that film was stressful. But I found the actress that played the pastor when she came into audition for that film. Mm -hmm. And that was 2014. And she walked into the room and I was like, yeah, you know, this, this is, she's going to be... Um, I just knew that I would always work with her. Um, and um, yeah, but so 2014, yeah, it was hard. You know, I went on Facebook. I actually found it through Facebook. You know, really? I, I was like, hey, guys. Yeah, I was like, hey, guys, trying to find an actress, ages 40 to 50, you know, you know, tag your friends. And then someone tagged her. And then she messaged me and said, hey, yeah, you know, I was tagged. And then she came in for an audition. And just, just was so brilliant. So, um, and then I, and her husband, who plays Femi in the film, is, is actually her actual husband, basically. So the pastor that asks her if she's all right. So that's yeah. her actual husband, basically, in real life. Uh, and I only casted him because she was like my husband act as well, if you're interested. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, let me, <laughs> let me see him. And then, yeah, uh, and, and all, all the actors that, that were in the film, I'd worked with with them before in my past films um so yeah so it, was, it wasn't very hard at all you know and i'm very grateful for that because yeah i think it's it's you know i wanted actors that could speak yoruba properly mm -hmm. you know i've seen a lot of hollywood films uh, where the yoruba is just destroyed mm -hmm. and and yeah. even the nigerian accent is not the nigerian good. accent i was even gonna say that yeah they they really are bad at that <laughs> they, yeah, but they have one general African accent though for everything, you know. Mm. Hollywood, it's just the same accent that is in all every film that they do, you know. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm I'm really lucky that um, these these actors were actually Nigerian, you know. They were born there, 
they came here in their twenties or thirties, you know, and so it meant that, you know, that accent hasn't left them. See? And but I think, you know, you can't always tell um, if it's not working, it's very obvious, you know, and, and so, yeah, so, so it wasn't that hard to actually cast the film, you know, and all the actors were brilliant. We didn't even rehearse at all because I, really? yeah, there was, there was no rehearsals because, because, you know, I mean, we had a table read uh, for like one day, but that was it. But because I'd worked with them before, we have a shorthand, you see. Mm. You know, um, uh, almost all the actors, except the guy that she meets when she's going into the church. Uh, um, him, I haven't worked with before, but everybody else I've worked with before. So it was just, yeah, and I, I was writing this for them in mind. So I, I know their range. I know how they act. So it was very easy to just to write for them and, and work with them. So. Yeah, wow, that's, that's really interesting. It's so, it's so true as well. But the whole sorry, the Nigerian accent thing has got me because I've just seen so <laughs> Honestly, many like. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It's terrible, bad. Yeah, but um, you mentioned something earlier about um grief and faith and well the kind of you know opposition between those two and so do you think first and foremost that faith and grief are in direct opposition of each other and how did you like endeavor to tackle that question that opposition in the film i think that they contradict each other actually in some ways because the very idea of 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 faith is like it's a powerful thing that gets you through everything you know faith in god you know we serve a god that we can't see but we feel you know and he gets us through everything you know and when you throw in grief into that mix you're like you know how do you mourn for your loved one when you know that they're going they're going to heaven because being a, a christian is ultimately you don't you're sad that they're gone physically but you know that when you die they're in heaven you know, that's the kind of, that's the whole premise. But that's still not enough sometimes, you know, because most people are like, don't worry, yeah, yeah, in heaven now. Uh-uh, don't, 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 don't. You're like, you know, it, it is well, it is well. Like, they are waiting for you, you know, but that doesn't help you because you've lost, you've lost your brother, you've lost, I don't know, you've lost someone you cared about. And yes, they're in heaven, but they're not here right now. And you almost don't want to hear that sometimes, you know. There's some people that can get through that knowing, okay, you know what, they're in heaven. When I die, I'll meet them. But, you know, you could live for 40 more years and, you know, and it's 40 years without them. Mm. And this, this person has shaped your life. You love them deeply. And that, lo that loss is powerful. That loss is life-changing, you know. And sometimes knowing that they're in heaven isn't enough. And for this pastor, who you expect to be the one to... She's told people in her, in her church mm. that, don't worry, it's well. They're, they're in heaven. She's canceled people that have lost their, their spouses or, or, or kids. And, um, but now when it's her turn, because I, this is backstory, but her husband died, you know, uh, um, quite, quite early on in their marriage. So she, you know, she lost her husband um, uh, about 10 years prior to, that, to, to the film happening, basically. Okay. And that loss hit her hard, but she had her son. Mm. She, her son was the one that she focused on. She's like, you know, God gives and takes away, as she says in the film. Mm -hmm. But she had her son. So, you know, her son was the one that she felt that God was going to, you know, use him for his glory. 
right? She is invested in her 25-year-old son. Um, and this son is all she has on, like, in, on earth, as a, in terms of, like, family. She, you know, she, her husband died, so there was no more kids. So she's invested her whole life in this son. And how can you just say, okay, that's fine. You know, he's in heaven, so it's all good. <laughs> you, know, you know, and she's a pastor who, who's given her life to God. So for her, it's not going to be an easy journey. And for me, that was what I was interested in. I wanted to capture what is that? Like, how does that feel? You know, how do you cope with that? And it's, and even approaching the film, I was anxious because I thank God that I haven't lost anyone close to me. So I did a lot of research. I would interview friends. You know, uh, it sounds quite morbid, actually. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you, you know, I'd be lost. Okay, okay let's, let's chat. Yeah, no, it, was, it was quite depressing because I was basically, I would, I would just, because for me to explore grief truthfully, I need to know what it feels like. And of course, I didn't want to lose anyone that, that was close to me. But mm. I felt that I need to interview people that have lost somebody. And, um, and it was really wonderful to just, to just sit with them. And like, there are times where we'll just sit quietly. I, and even him talking about, you know, losing their loved one or something like and you know and this is death that's happened years ago even them talking about it they just start crying like and that loss is always there and that's the one thing i, I find like grief is it comes in waves you know and it's a very powerful thing and and if you're not careful you can take over your whole life where you don't you don't live anymore mm-hmm. your life has no purpose you know you have dark thoughts you know so doing the research was it was hard because i would go home and just I would hug my, my, my mom, I would hug my siblings, like, I cherish them more because life is so short, you know, and, and, you know, and even sharing this film, you know, um, I think I, it was played in my church and, you know, this woman lost her son um, last year and she was watching a film in my church and suddenly it was a, a dark space, Everyone was, suddenly she got up and left the church mm. and in a corridor, what we could hear was just crying like and and, mm. and i felt bad because I, well, I wish i had maybe told her sorry this film is about this theme mm. but she just started and for and the whole day the whole day and she was really she was she was angry with me because for her she said he brought back memories about her mm. son and so it, grief is a very is a, it's a very hard to explore it on film but when you throw in faith and it makes it even more complex so for me i wanted to find that that way of exploring that and what actually really inspired this film was a film called Apostasy. I don't know if you've seen the film. Um, it's a debut feature film uh, that came out in 2018 and it's set in the Jehovah Witness world and that explores grief in a church. Um, so watch that film, guys. You haven't seen it. Um, okay. It's a great, great film. I, I mean, literally, I saw that film um, August 6th in cinema. I went home August 7th and I wrote the script because, because seeing how that film dealt with grief in a church, I don't think I've seen anything like that before. And that was, that really inspired me. I've always found it interesting when people do explore death and they haven't, or people explore anything and they haven't actually experienced it themselves. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like a, it's a weird. Like an yeah. objective view. It's really, yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. But it, I think, it really is. yeah, I think that the way it's explored in the film, like it's dealt so delicately. And that's probably why the, the woman was cr- well because it wasn't just it wasn't it wasn't handled just like it was handled with care like I don't know how to explain it but it was handled with so much delicacy and care and um I think that's really important to to do like your research and to ensure that you know you do have your kind of information before you start presenting stories because like stories are powerful 
So when people yeah. do watch stuff like that, it, it needs to be, it needs to have like the right approach and background yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, no, of yeah. course. I think it, it, it was very much, it, that's why it took so long because, you know, it wasn't like a film with a very light theme. It was a very heavy theme. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I needed as much time to make sure that I knew what the hell I was doing. You know, I didn't, you know, because when you're directing actors as well with themes around grief, you know, even the language you use, you have to be very careful about it, you know? So yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, it took that time. And, but also, you know, film, by making this film, it made me just cherish my loved one that, you know, even more because you, you know, interviewing people who lost their loved ones. I mean, these were my friends as well, you know? Uh, so I, I knew them all, you know, and I've been, I've been with them when, when they've lost somebody, you know? Um, so, yeah it was um yeah it, it's 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 hard but you know making art is not easy at all you know and, and uh and you know and i know that i will explore grief and death in my work and it's linked with faith in my hopefully feature film so making a short film is for me and seeing the reaction to it is i'm like crap okay i think i could definitely delve deeper into this thing you know so like when you see people react to like your films and stuff like that so when people you like for example the woman that you just mentioned like how does that make you feel like isn't that just so not amazing because obviously like it's not nice to see people crying like weak <laughs> you know but it's like crying. isn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like doesn't it just make you feel like raw like stories have the power to literally just do that to people like Mm. What does it, how does it make you feel when you see people react and when people tell you, oh my God, Thomas and da da you even see like you actually watch their live reaction and stuff? It's been, honestly, I, it's hard to describe because, I mean, I, I love films so much, you know. I mean, I grew up watching films from every country in the world. I mean, like films that, that explore themes that are very broad, um, you know, and I've cried at films, I've laughed at films. So, you know, there's one thing, having an having an idea in your head and then realizing that that idea in in a film you know because it, it goes through a lot of process and people and changes so when you watch a film you're like this is exactly what i wanted to say like it's a rare thing you know and then you see people reacting to that you're like it, it feels unreal and uh it's just but that's exactly why i i'm driven to make more films like because that's what i that's what i want that that's the thing that makes it worthwhile because if if you watch a film and no one reacts and people think it's crap that's also a reaction you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's something you know so as long as you get something i don't care bad or good you know but i think it's it's just it's very humbling and it inspires me to work harder because now i'm like you know what i can't i can't rest now i need to just you know do this now in a longer platform in a feature film you know and just because that's the real test mm. you know because with a short film it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes and you know, you're, it's like you're teased into the world and, you, and you're out again. Like, my film is 14 minutes. Like, you know, there's only, like, three or four scenes in the film. It's not, it's, it's not a lot really happens in it. So, you know, if you watch the film and you cry, like, you've evoked a reaction like that from 14 minutes. Like, you're like, damn, I wonder what I could do with 90. You know, um, a lot of tears every scene, you know. I don't know, but it, it, it's, it's just nice, you know, and it makes it all worthwhile, you know. Yeah. yeah, that is, yeah, that makes sense. I think the reaction of the audience is something that really fuels creatives. Like you're doing it for somebody else. You're not really doing mm -hmm. it for yourself. Um, yeah. But so the last question, I mean, it concerns black women in film because you are a male fi filmmaker 
um, but your subject matter is, or the character that's the main focus of your film is, is a black woman. So we're just wondering if the representation of black women is something that you are conscious of during the process of um, filmmaking and also how do you feel that you could go about responsibly depicting black women in film if even though they don't share your experience i think similar to the grief thing like you're kind of far removed from that experience so how do you you know responsibly do you go about mm. like portraying them so i mean what's quite nice about the writing process is you have time for research so knowing that it was going to be a black woman as the lead role i just did a lot of research and that meant interviewing black women you know mm. because you know I mean, my as a, as a 30 year old male you know making a film that's about a 45 year old black woman you know who's gone through grief which i mean i haven't even experienced as well so th there's a lot of layers there and for me making sure that the research was done properly was was very key for me um and uh so i interviewed my pastor of course you know and you know her insight was absolutely incredible um, actually and and i think the key thing for me was the voice of the film M making sure that you know it felt truthful you know and i think it's very hard when you make a film and the lens of that film isn't yours because you want to make sure that you know you accurately capture that properly um so yeah so for me doing research and capturing her journey in a very tr truthful way was was very key for me mm -hmm. um and but also you know I, I worked with a great actress and her insight was also incredibly useful you know mm -hmm. i i think as a director your job is not just to, not just to direct actors but to listen and to serve as well so for me it was key that you know i mean she had notes for me as well on the script mm -hmm. you know and and that that was so helpful because you know you can't you know i can't write that experience i can't write her insight mm -hmm. you know and her notes her her kind of insight really shaped her character because and i think i work with actors mostly and i i want them to imbue their own lives into their characters so everyone in my film you know i i make sure that they make it personal for them you know because it, it it's my voice ultimately that's making the film but each character has their own voices and if their voice isn't truthful the film wouldn't work so for this lead role you know, I knew that she was going to anchor the film. She was going to lead us into the film. In the first shot of the film, you see, we see her, the final shot's her. She's in every frame of the film. So for me, it was important that the actress brought in herself into that character. Mm -hmm. um, and I've worked with her on, on three films. So it was so great. It was so brilliant because, you know, we have this sh shorthand and way of working now where it wasn't hard at all. You know, um, you know, because I, I, I worked with her on my film, the good son and in in that part as well she brought in herself into that that part so for me it's incredibly important that i think that um as a as a black man as a male director making a film where the lead character is a woman i've got to be careful about how i frame her character how, how i frame her world because mm -hmm. if i just try and impose myself too much then the film will be incredibly sort of like uh, it just wouldn't be incredibly nuanced or powerful at all because I'm imposing my own ideals and my own voice into that character. So mm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, that, you know, that, you know, that she kind of, she took charge sometimes and she really like made sure that it felt very real, you know, and, and that's really key. And I think I've seen some male 
artists who's mm-hmm. worked with actresses and I think they, they always try and tell them what to do. And I think our job is of course to guide the actresses, but equally this film explores things that are very um incredibly powerful and I think how you shape that on screen is very important. Um and I mean knowing that I was writing a film with a a, a black woman as a lead, I mean I I mean what I did was I watched a lot of films that that had that that had, you know, women in the leading role because mm-hmm. that then inspired how I how I wrote the film, how I directed the film, how I worked with the actors on it, you know. Um and I think my film always has strong female characters, I think. I think it's very important just to have that because um you know, my life has been shaped by my mom. You know, my mom is she's influenced my view, my choice to make films, my um I my ideals, my my character as well and and all these things so i feel that my film has to really capture that influence you know uh, mm-hmm. and i know that i'll go on to write you know even more parts for women like that but how you navigate around that is very important and making sure that you're working in the right way um and not trying to impose your um masculine dominance on the film because then what you have is a film that isn't very um real you know it's a film that just feels like this is just a, a a male director trying to you know capture the female experience and it's not truthful you know it's just a very you know um watered down very just yeah it's very masculine and i think it's 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 going to impose on the narrative and it would really affect the film as well so yeah i think i i appreciate that because um i feel like people are kind of reluctant to take notes about about the topic of because it's their work they're reluctant to take notes and I think people can really tell when uh, a female character has been written by just men and they've been there's been no input from it 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 is really telling and I think it does make your film more realistic and more watchable for actual women when a woman has you know given you some nuance and some idea of how how it should Mm. be yeah no you are you're absolutely right I think because even the need the nuances in there it has to be done properly and i think there there are things that she did in there that i just didn't even tell her you know she she just did it naturally because she's very gifted but also um i think that you know she made it her own which i absolutely loved and i think that you know my job is to make sure that it feels very truthful and and that means basically letting go sometimes and I think that it's it's not easy and I think that I think making all these shorts has helped train me for that because I think that you know younger directors just want to do everything themselves and you know they write everything and you know they don't take notes and I don't think that's very helpful and you know it just means that your film just wouldn't be as powerful you know um so yeah uh, whereas if the film was you know it was a, a male lead then it'll be very different you know how I'll approach the style and tone be very different you know the tone for this i knew that her voice had to really lead this film yeah that's it it's interesting as well because i just i think that's something maybe what you said about maybe it's just us young people maybe it's just me but like in terms of like how i would approach filmmaking it's just that i have an idea let's go like let, mm. what we're we waiting for like i'll write the story 
and I'll be like, you know, maybe I I wouldn't really get anyone to read the script if I'm being honest. I'm like, no, I know what I've written is, is, is good. Um, which is like, My it's work. not even like, a, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it to be like overly confident. Maybe it's just, I think it's just ignorance mainly. But, mm, um, mm, mm. and then I'm just like, yeah, like let's make the film. I'm very like a practical person. But to yeah. actually spend like months, I mean months to... Um, research about you know your character and the story that you're building actually shows in your film like you know the difference between someone who's done the work and who hasn't done the work mm. so that's yeah. even got like it kind of like I felt I felt a bit rebuked but in a good way because I'm like <laughs> it makes me want to like obviously be a bit more intentional when it comes to building your character's like world mm. Um, mm. but yeah I think and, it, yeah I think that it, it takes practice as well I think with with each film I mean, with each film you make, you really, you really find that, I think. And I think it, it's a process that I've, you know, again, you know, I've made like eight short films in the past six years. And I think you just know what, what works better. And I think you, you realize that, you know, no man is an island. You know, I think, you know, we, you know, making films, it's a team effort ultimately. And I think you have to embrace that like wholeheartedly. And I, and I, and it, it should, that, that means from your script stage, from, you know, even on set to post-production, you know, I, I mean, I just, I just, you know, get great actors and, and a great crew and they, they ultimately, um, they make it powerful. I think, you know, if you hire a crew that aren't right for that job, then it wouldn't really work that well. So ultimately I think, yeah, I think just, you know, work with great people, but also obviously we have the, directors of a film absolutely but you know yeah i mean our job equally is to serve we're we are serving the script we're serving our, our actors as well and everybody on that set so yeah it just uh, yeah takes time just mm. to work it To conclude our chat with Thomasin, we asked him what he would personally like to see or see more of when representing black women in film, both on screen and behind the scenes. If if the work is being made by black women, you know, they can equally make work that I think captures like a, a very clear truth, you know, that, that is incredibly powerful, that's, in, that's in, incredibly nuanced as well. Um, and and it's sad that um that we don't really have that now you know and i think it's it's changing slowly i think i've i've been seeing a, a, like films that capture you know um black women in their kind of range and yeah it's very diverse as well you know um because i find that you know one type of film that captures the same type of woman it's just boring you know because i think there there films out there that you know we see men in a range of roles and it's strange that that can't be the same for women, you know? Um, so I, I think ultimately it's the artists making the films. You know, I think that we need to see more films by female filmmakers who are capturing a breadth of roles for women, you know, because I find that that voice is, is just incredibly powerful and you get a range of work that is truthful and is, you know, nuanced as well. Um, but yeah, I think that, that is changing which is really really good i think it's you know we have a, a long way to go for that to be a you know where you know like films that are out there that are showing in cinemas just you know black women and, you know and and just seeing that in 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 its range would be so powerful so i think it's coming it's coming and it's just like you know there's more work that has to be done though mm. 
thank you so much for joining us. Um, I think we've learned a lot and you've you've really given us some kind of insight into like the filmmaking um, world and that kind of realm and that kind of experience. So thank you so much for joining us. My, My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's, it's been really, really cool. So, and and your your questions are hard as well, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. We're glad.